Soccer Pod, the podcast that CFC built. This is Jim, aka Chattagooner on Twitter. Hey, this is Ty. Great, you hit me with a great footballer on Twitter. And tonight, you know, uh, sometimes if, for those of you who have listened to the podcast before, you know we like to talk to folks who are associated with clubs that um, want or on the pitch or go on the pitch with CFC. And this weekend, we have the second match of the Nisa Independent Cup against the Savannah Clovers. You know, I, I have to, uh, and we've got, I believe, a co-owner of the Clovers on the line, Jeff uh, Tifo, Tifault. See, I'm Tifault. I, I got it. Yeah. Third time's a charm, Jeff. You told me multiple times. Uh, he's a co-owner of the club, and so we wanted to reach, we reached out to the, the club to see if we could get somebody to learn a little bit about the, uh, the organization that CFC will be playing this weekend, again, in the second match of the, the NISA Independent Cup. Uh, Jeff, thanks for joining us. And um, just to get us started, you know, it, we like to talk a little bit about the, you know, why do people get involved in uh, American soccer? And so, I, I mean, I'm interested in what, what your history with the sport is and, and, you know, how did you get to uh, Savannah and how did you decide to, to join a group and, and start the Clovers? Oh, we know what the answer is going to be right off the bat, right? He got into fifth division American soccer because the money. Yes, for it the was money. all about the money. Yeah, the money and fame and fortune. Oh, the fame for sure, and yeah. going like high-profile uh, soccer podcast. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I joined the ownership group uh, at the beginning of this year after about a year of conversations uh, with the uh, with the original owner Brian Sykes. Uh, the club was founded in 2016, and we've we've played in the UPSL um, since then. But I, uh, I first knew about uh, Savannah probably about four years ago. I, I was the managing director of the NPSL for three years, uh, which has given me an opportunity to, to uniquely understand Chattanooga FC and, and, and everything that's, that's gone into, into building that club from the ground up. Um, uh, but after I left the NPSL, I wanted to stay involved with, with the game, with amateur soccer. Um, and uh, Savannah was a city that I spent a lot of time in and, and the that we love uh, personally, uh, and and I continued the conversation with Brian to see how I could I could stay involved in that uh, in that level. That's how I ended up uh, there. My primary uh, residence is in New Jersey, uh, so I'm not there nearly as much. This is my third. Uh, this actually this weekend will be my fourth canceled trip due to the COVID situation. But oh yeah, trying to support from uh, from afar as much as much as I can. So how how did you? you know, what's your history with the sport? Um, before MPSL, I mean, how, how did you, did you play when you were younger or did, you know, or how did you get involved in, in, uh, in the football? I played, I played when I was younger, but nothing substantial. Um, I, uh, I interned at uh, Major League Soccer's league office when I was in college. Um, I worked for a guy named Dr. Joe Macknick, who you may know from, uh, from Fox broadcasts. As mm-hmm. the, as the oh yeah. Let's go to Dr. Joe Magnet with a replay. Yep. Yep. That's right. Joe, Joe is an incredible man and, and really gave me a shot when I was a student at university of New Haven to, uh, to start working for him at the major league soccer's league office. So, um, I worked in the referee department, competition department, and then, uh, <clears throat> became more involved with the special events. I got hired full time 
time at the league um, after I graduated from school. And then with the advent of Soccer United Marketing, I had, I had an opportunity to be involved in the organization and promotion of international games, including the, the Mexican national team tour that we did annually, five or six games in the U.S. And I, uh, I left uh, MLS some in, uh, after 12 years and started a consulting company that did pretty much the same, same type of work, helping to organize international matches. Um, so I had an opportunity to work to the CONCACAF Gold Cup and for relevant sports and the International Champions Cup. And fortunately, I, this sport has allowed me to see most of the country. I can, I can say I've worked almost every, uh, every major city in the U.S. I've had a chance to, to visit and spend, spend time uh, seeing the sport around, around the country. So, the so what I'm hearing is, is that you're in a unique position to prove and or disprove every soccer conspiracy known to man. You've worked for MLS, you've worked for UPSL, the MPSL, uh, you've worked for the big, uh, dark, like, just scary monster sum. Uh, you've also worked for, um, uh, what was the other one? Uh, Irrelevant. Organized international matches. Yeah, it, incredible. Absolutely incredible. Like We're going to have to get you back on, on another day just to talk about that. I mean, yeah. that is, it, it, there can't be but a handful of people in the entire world that has, like, occupied time in all those circles yeah i've been fortunate i've been fortunate you know it's a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of nights and days on the road and a lot of hours but you know the like dr joe said when i started if you take care of the sport the sport will take care of you so it's opened a lot of doors for me and i consider myself very very fortunate to have been involved so this well, is, kind of this back is, to savannah hey, for hey, a second todd yeah, this ahead. is this is the man behind the curtain maybe i mean he, you know this oh he, yeah i know right he may actually be pulling all the i mean you know all the strings. Yeah, it's like like Charlie. You know the the gif of Charlie from uh, "It's Always Sunny" when he's when he's pinning all the things together and mapping out the conspiracy. I think I think we've discovered we've uncovered something, Todd. Yeah, no, this is pretty incredible. So to get back on track, I mean, let's talk about Savannah for a second. What are sure. the clubs? Like, what are, what are their uh, goals? Like, what's the long term goal? Is it to stay amateur? Is it to is it to bump up to a professional level at some point? And, and what's the, I guess, the uh, trajectory? Yeah, I think we, we're realistic on our growth. I think we're, we feel very well positioned in the UPSL. You know, we certainly have talked to other, other leagues uh, about, about making that move up to the period, but up, up the pyramid. Uh, but we want to do that responsibly. And we want to do that in a way where our, our revenues and our, our impact in the market support it. So, um, it's hard to put on a timeline like that, but I, I think, unfortunately, I feel like we, we were in a position to really move the needle uh, go coming into this year. Uh, and then, of course, there's certainly been obstacles in that, right? We've had our, we've had our first home game, competitive home game of the year just, uh, just last weekend. So, so we've kind of stopped and started a little bit, but uh, I feel very optimistic that Savannah is a very special city uh, and very uniquely positioned to, to, bring the, to bring the sport there that you know, over the, over the next few years, I think I would, I would be surprised if we weren't um, operating in a, at a different level, but we're, we're happy where we are right now. Yeah. Savannah, hundred percent, a great town. What's the support? How, how has your support been there? The support's been good for, for what we've been. And I, I think, I think, you know, not unlike the, the uh, ramping up of, of Chattanooga, you know, that, that support grows with resources. So currently with the club, it's myself and our co-owner, we've got a, we've got a great backroom staff with our coach and supportive of our players, but we need to take a little bit of harder look in terms of uh, how we grow the business. Um, our, our focus is this year's because it can be has, has been more on the, on the field as opposed to off the field. But, um, but we're very, uh, we feel very bullish about, about 
the pieces are in place to uh, to move forward in the, in the next few years. So the club started in, in 2016, is that correct? And correct. and so you know you worked with MPSL, and and so how how did the club decide to to go the UPSL route? And you know and, and you said you've talked about kind of plans going forward, but how how did the club decide that uh, to go that route for their beginning? The cl- the club was founded by Brian by Brian Sykes and uh, and and Phil Higgins, who's still very much part of our club, just not in the ownership role uh, right now. But um, you know that that's uh, that's the opportunity that I think UPSL offers uh, as the fifth division, right? There's there's low barrier to entries to to join the league and and, and get a team started. And uh, at the time, it was the best fit for us to move from a you know competitive men's amateur team to something that's competing on a, a little bit more of a, a regional level. And how did the club just make the decision or make the jump to decide to you know, get involved with the independent cup? Uh, for us, it was a no brainer. Um, we're very excited about it. We're very excited about the, um, about the opportunities it's given us both on the field and off the field. Uh, our, impre- our impressions just on social, the, uh, the week of the announcement, we're, we're over 8,000. So it certainly gave us a boost that we probably couldn't have seen otherwise, especially considering what what the schedule looks like this time of year. But uh, I think some of this was born through our conversations. You know, fortunately, we've got a great relationship with, with CFC and Jeremy coming on has been terrific. And, and when we've been having some conversations about playing uh, uh, exhibitions this year before um, everything was shut down, uh, home and away. Um, so this a little bit was born out of uh, some of those discussions in terms of how do we make good on those, uh, the, the uh, desire to, to play each other. And so what, what do you think the, um, like the overriding philosophy is for the cup and, and how does Savannah um, fit with that philosophy? If it, if it's great. I mean, this is a perfect ramp up for NISA teams to, uh, to get ready for their fall season, um, to try to, to play elite amateur teams that are, that are in their region who they normally wouldn't play. Um, and then, and then the opposite's true for us, for our, for our team to, play a professional team, uh, any professional team, let alone someone the size of uh, Chattanooga is very, very special for our players. We're certainly looking forward to it. Um, and then, and then we also have some very competitive matches with the other, with the other teams in our pod that we're looking forward to. So for us, this is, this is a tremendous idea. Uh, we're excited to see it being replicated in other sections of the country. And uh, we want to be a long-term participant in it uh, this year and going forward. Uh, I was just going to follow up there. I, I, you mentioned, you know, COVID and you've not been able to get back home um, and, and everybody's had their unique challenges. How have you guys held up and, and uh, how are you faring, you know, training and that sort of thing and the testing? Uh, you know, MLS has proven it's, it's difficult on a professional level, uh, you know, at the highest level in the U.S. Uh, how are you guys coming along with that and, and how are the players coping with it? We've done okay, to be honest. I appreciate the question too, because it's obviously it's it's it was hard for us just to keep our players engaged, as, you know, as amateur players during during what I would call our break. But our, our coaching staff was was great uh, in terms of the communication with them and and providing individual um, workouts and, and conversations to to keep everyone in shape. Uh, but but we've been very cautious. We've been. Uh, very engaged in the different return to play protocols. Um, nice has done a tremendous job putting together uh, specific protocols for this tournament, but also just learnings we've had from other amateur and, and even just following some of what was been done at the professional level for us to return for training, um, whether it's sterilizing our equipment, um, 
we actually employed my mother to make green masks for the entire team. So, <laughs> so we uh, all, right. all hands on deck to, to keep to keep going. But uh, uh, you know, we're we're very pleased, and you know that that discipline's paid off, right? We we didn't have any, um, you know, all the, the teams tested prior to uh, return to play, and and you know we're pleased to say we didn't have any tests that that kept anyone out from playing. So. Um, you know, it's something we're taking very seriously as an organization, and like all other entities in this time, we're we're just trying to maneuver and navigate through this as, as best we can. So you mentioned, and I, I think I, I saw on the webpage, uh, you know, a tie between the club and the community. You know, we, you know I think that's something that we certainly, as uh, CFC supporters and and I guess supporter owners, um, certainly appreciate about Chattanooga Football Club is is how it's ingrained in the community. What are what what are some ways that the Clovers have have um, built themselves or, or included themselves in the development of the community of Savannah. Well, we haven't ramped up the way that the way that hopefully we were looking to unveil some stuff this year uh, with with free community clinics, with uh, just outreach and, and having our, our coaching staff um, a little bit more available, um, even just running uh, clinics in Forsyth Park, which is our large downtown park. But um, but in the past. We've we've uh, we've worked with a few groups locally, not unlike any other local team, and, and and tried to recognize them through our social channels, or more importantly through our, our game day experience. And we're looking to to ramp that up um, as hopefully we uh, conduct our fall season uh, in UPSL. So moving moving forward into this weekend, uh, you know what what uh, how, how does how does the club play? You know you know we we're interested in hearing. You know, maybe if, if you know, or if you could share, or where are the players coming from, really? Are, so it's, it's, a, it's a amateur team. So are these, you know, are these local guys that uh, come, you know, played club, you know, club soccer there and have aged out and, and moved into the the Clovers? Or are they are they some college guys that uh, that haven't you know gone back to school yet? You know, what, what's the type of player base that Savannah pulls from? Yeah, we're we're almost ninety percent local players uh local i mean you know, traveling uh from south carolina area to to georgia um we don't have many college players just by nature of our playing upsl in a, in a spring fall format um it's something we kick around a lot to see what the summer solution would look like if it was a in psl or usl2 season because we, we feel like we would bring some good players back who are home for the summer from college but but for the most part it's you know what i like to call elite amateur players uh players that want to stay involved with the game, but, um, but almost certainly from, from the area. And what's the style of play? I mean, how, how would you categorize the style of, of play that the team, uh, that the coaching staff and, and the team uh, puts on the field? Uh, we're, our shape is, is pretty good. Our captain, uh, Darren Spong, is uh, our center back, vocal leader. So I, I feel like we're very organized and, we, and we, can, we can be pretty dangerous going forward. Our striker, Timo Mesa, had five goals in our uh, game leading up to the Independent Cup. So we're, we're quick on attack. We feel good about how we are in the final third creatively. We, not, to, not to toot our horn, we, we had a great goal against Soda City, although we came up short uh, with a great volley from Henry Benegas on a, on a corner kick. So we feel like we can be dangerous uh, in the final third, but we, we, keep our, we choose our moments and, and keep our shape. And um, from what I've seen with us, unfortunately I haven't seen us live <laughs> because of everything that's happened, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm on my Cujo uh, almost every night, just like I'm sure you guys are. And uh, so, so you watched the Soda City game last night? Is that what you're telling me? Our game? 
he he's uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> he's taking yeah. a shot at my Kuju there. Yeah, yeah. We we were talking. It was halftime of the of the CFC game uh, last weekend, or maybe the game was almost over. And I think my Kuju was just then reaching halftime. So oh, I see. Yeah, we 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 definitely have our beef with with that uh that service. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, it's it's close. My Kuju is close to being very special. Hopefully, they can. They can get there because I mean yeah, it, it is a it is a neat concept and you can you can watch games from from all over the place and I I would I I would like to be a fan but it uh, it has caused some some struggles and some frustration among among our fan base uh, you know luckily la- the last match was on local television it's the first CFC match that we actually got yeah. to watch on local TV and in the so I was glad because the the, the Kuju my Kuju feed um, just ended at like the 60th minute. No, I guess it came back in like the 60th minute. I, so I watched it uh, to rewatch the match and do some stat stuff. And uh, after the end of the first half, there was a big skip to about the 66th minute. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's that's the my Kuju experience, unfortunately. <laughs> so, oh, that's frustrating. So hopefully, hopefully yeah. this weekend will be better since uh, since that's the only place we're going to be able to see uh, CFC versus uh, Savannah is on my Kuju. So I, I hope that for your sake and for our sake here in Chattanooga that we'll be able to watch the watch the complete match. Yeah, for sure. Uh, do you know when uh, when uh, Savannah uh, the Clovers are heading up? Or will they be arriving on Friday or Saturday? Or? Uh, I think a couple of us are coming up Friday, but most of us will come up Saturday. Up Saturday. All right. And uh, what, is there anything you guys are looking uh, looking forward to coming to Chattanooga? Have you ever been to Chattanooga before? Or? Uh, I have. I've been. I've been twice. I, I was there for your uh, for the game against Atlanta United in uh, 2017, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Um, yeah. And then I was. I was there. Um, for a weekend with MP- NPSL as part of that, the, um, the, uh, I don't remember recall the name of it now, the club conference of the, uh, independent club conference they had where they, they invited. Oh yes. Yeah. In. Yeah. The summit. I know what you're talking about. And the, and the main, yes. Uh, I don't remember the name of the conference either, but I think that was back in 2018. Yeah. So I've been twice. I'd, I'd love it there to be honest. Uh, and I was, I was really hoping to be there this weekend, but obviously that's not, not in the cards for me, but. Jeff, what 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 would you like to what would you like folks to know uh, about the club that we haven't really talked about? Um, I'm I'm just uh, I'm just very excited to see where it's going to go. You know, I, I think it's like I said, it's very uniquely positioned. Uh, we we look up to Chattanooga as kind of a big brother in terms of where we would like to see a trajectory. I mean, the work that the current staff has done and, and Tim Kelly founding the club is obviously one of the big success stories of American soccer uh, in terms of what's been built. I know our players are looking forward to it. We play in a 5,000 seat stadium. So um, I'm not sure that I, I think we're pretty comfortable in terms of coming to Finley, but I think that, um, you know, certainly we're, we're looking forward to the opportunity to play a, play a professional club and, and have a good showing. So um, we're looking, we're looking forward to it. Unfortunately, the, the Finley experience won't quite be the same. Um, you know, mm-hmm. we won't have, it's going to be, it was, it's a little strange to watch, um, you know, you know, if, I, I see behind you. You've got some. You've got some kits. So I, I see. A, I think over your right shoulder. I, I I spied a Barcelona. Is that Barcelona kit? Yes. Yeah. yeah it that's is, unfortunate. Yeah. I, so, so if you if you've watched uh, if you've watched any of the European matches, at least before they decided to pipe in some fake noise, 
Um, it was a very strange experience. It was it was like watching a uh, a college game, except with players who were way better than any college player. That um, and, it, and it was I actually enjoyed it. You know, I, I I enjoyed the atmosphere that the fans and supporters provide, but it was also really cool to hear the communication, even though they were speaking in Spanish, Portuguese, German, uh, and, and any other any other uh, number of languages. Uh, it was still really cool, and so you know we got a little bit of that uh, last weekend. We where you could hear the players kind of talking, and, um, and and so that's you know that's a that's a cool experience. So for you know I'm the player. I was listening to a, a conversation. I don't I can't remember where it was where the they were talking to players. Oh, I think it was one of the interviews um, that we had with players after the match last Saturday, and they were talking about you know what's it like to play in that environment. Is it weird? to play in that environment. And, and, you know, they were like, it's, it's like training. It's like playing in college. You know, it's for us, it's fairly normal. And, and, you know, so it's going to be, it's, it'll be maybe perfectly comfortable for your guys to, to step into Finley. Whereas, you know, they don't have Galen and the rest of the Chattahooligans yelling at them on the bench yeah. or, um, you know, making fun of your keeper or what they're wearing and things like that. So, I wish yeah, we'll we, I, I wish we, <laughs> I wish we could give you the full Finley experience. Uh, but right, you know, due due to COVID, you're just going to yeah. have to deal with playing on that, playing on the in in the in the middle of a large stadium. But yep. it's not going to feel much different than probably playing in Savannah. It was so. Does it really matter if it's five thousand or twenty five thousand? If nobody's in the stands, it's it's pretty much the same. Yep, yep. That'll be we'll be up for it. Looking forward to it. All right. Uh, if you want to, just before you go, give us a give us one player on your team to watch out for uh, this weekend. Somebody to keep an eye on, and maybe it's somebody you think is, I mean, still could could make it at the next level. Oh man, that's that's tough picking between. Uh, it's like picking between your kids. Um, <laughs> ah, just oh, throw us a couple. Throw us <laughs> yeah. a couple. I'll throw out a few names. We have a strong goalkeeper, J.W. May. I had mentioned Timo Mesa, uh, who's who's good getting forward, and then. We're anchored in the back um, by our by our captain uh, Darren Spong. So uh, who who you probably will pick up on the audio um, <laughs> organizing our team from the back. So, but like I said, we're really looking forward to it. We hope we have a good showing, and uh, we we certainly don't think it'll be the last time that we we play each other. So, well, that is great to hear. We look forward to you guys uh, making this a more of a regular thing. So. Yeah, it was sure. really, really great to connect with you. Again, you know, we like to meet and talk with folks uh, who are connected with the clubs that CFC plays. It gives, I think it gives us a, a neat idea of the type of people and uh, that are involved in the sport at this level. Um, and, and and so it's been, you know, it's been great to talk with you. And, you know, I, I know that you came up short last week. Uh, we were, I was watching, following along on Twitter and and know that uh, that the yeah, I guess you came close. You mentioned it. Uh, there was a, a late shot uh, that came just just up just came short, and, and lost two one to uh, Soda City. Uh, you have any predictions for this weekend? Are you, are you are you bold enough to make a prediction? Bold enough. I don't know if I'm dumb enough, but uh, <laughs> well, say, uh... so are you are you are you, li- you said you live in you're living in Jersey. Is that what you said? I you am. Yeah. Like? yeah. Yeah. So you you want to make a bold uh, Joe Namath prediction uh, of. Uh, <laughs> that you're going to go in and and you you promise you're you you know this is for all the all the Savannah fans that are listening you you know you're going to promise a victory on Saturday. Look, our our hope is to is to nip one and and win two one. But to be honest, the way we're looking at the table, after, you know, so hats off to Soda City. We we felt we were in good shape, but uh, you know they came away with a win. So to lose your first game in uh, in uh, 
group stage is difficult. So, you know, but if we, uh, if we came out with a tie against you guys and then, and then play, uh, play for keeps against Georgia in our third game, um, that that's a, that's a scenario we'd have to follow, but I'll, I'll be bold and say two, one. Two. All right. Well, I like, we like bold. Yep. We, li- we like bold. Yeah. You know, I, I, we talked to Jeremy about this or he actually, I guess he was on the podcast, I, I guess a couple of months ago and, after we finished recording, you know, we, we stayed and talked a little bit and that's when he shared with us that this independent cup was, um, you know, was an idea, was a thing. Mm. And it's probably one of the more excited thing, more excited I've been about, you know, really participation in NISA. I mean, it, it really seems to me to be the best thing that NISA has done so far the, the, you know, the bringing together of like-minded clubs who have a similar philosophy um, and to, to give, to give amateur clubs the opportunity to give their players an opportunity to get on the field with professional players, to give our guys, like you mentioned at the beginning, it's, it's a great preseason type of tournament for, for the NISA teams. And so it's a no brainer that something like this um, were to happen. And I, I only, I don't, it's, it's only unfortunate. It's unfortunate that, you know, that we, it can't be a kind of a national tournament and, that, you know, we've got independent teams from all over the country that you know, right now it's really kind of an East, an Eastern half of the, of the country tournament. Um, but I'm really excited about how, where this could go in the future. And uh, I'm really excited that Savannah's a part. We have watched you guys from a distance and it, you, the, the club has been a club that I think several of our supporters have wanted to play, have wanted to give an opportunity, you know, give our guys an opportunity to play against really before now. Um, but now as a, as a professional club, you know, we're, we're excited about the opportunity to, to bring Savannah to, uh, to Chattanooga and um, maybe, you know, we would like to see a Chattanooga victory, but, you know, we, we hope that it's a great experience for the players and that everybody, everybody exits as healthy as they can. And, um, sure. you know, in these, uh, in these times, I think that's, that's, the mo- that's, not, that's the least we could ask for really um, yeah. is to, to play a good match uh, that everybody – gets some some minutes in, um, gets their fitness in, and uh, kind of moves forward. So I'm excited for the future of this, and I hope to see Savannah uh, in in this type of tournament uh, moving on. And frankly, I hope to see Savannah be very very successful and uh, Anissa brother in in the in the future. So thanks, that's very kind. Yeah, that would that would be special. And I that yeah, again, hats off to Anissa for putting this together. And I think uh, one of the things they're giving an opportunity to, especially with the suspension of the U.S. Open Cup at this time, is just we have a little bit of that that FA Cup, U.S. Open Cup magic, you know, where maybe a independent or a lower level team will take points off a NISA team. And and it's uh, and I'm sure we're all we're all up for it. So well, know, we certainly hope an amateur club does take some points off a NISA team, just not this weekend and just right. not Chattanooga. <laughs> <The> different different <laughs> Looking at you, Detroit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we, if our if our frenemies dropped a couple of points against uh, against a, a, a lower division team, we would enjoy that immensely. So um, if we could arrange, we would be your biggest fan. If we could just arrange Savannah versus those Canadians, you know, we could, uh, you know, we could uh, we could certainly root for root for you guys. Well, again, like I said, it, it's been great to speak with you. Um, so. I guess uh, for for the listeners, just give a shout out about like where they can find the club, where they can find you, where they can find really some cool merch. Uh, you know, the the badge is nice, the colors are nice. 
Um, you know, where, where can they find you guys on the, on the intertubes? Thanks. I can we get some of those masks that your mom makes? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Can we get an offer? <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, no, our, our, our website's uh, savannaclovers.com and, and you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we, we post pretty regularly. So um, we appreciate the support and the interest from, uh, from your fan base. Yeah, it's too bad you can't make the trip yourself, and uh, yeah. you know, and and it's it's too bad that we can't. We're not gonna have the you know the fans in the stands to really welcome Savannah in. I, I know that you know we have some supporters in Savannah who are very excited because they have gone to some of the the Clovers matches, and they're very they were very excited to that that, that the club was coming to Chattanooga. So, um, Todd, do you have anything? Do you have anything else to to close us out? Uh, no, not for me. I think that's it from us. Okay, great. Again, Jeff, it was great to talk with you. Uh, all the the best of luck to Savannah in all their endeavors, except for the ninety minutes on Saturday. <laughs> I appreciate that. All right, all right. Yeah. Th- thanks a lot, it. and uh, you know, hopefully, we'll, this won't be the only time that we can have somebody from Savannah on. Uh, like I said, I, I hope it's it's a it's a team that a club that we play in the future. Um, and it's a pleasure to talk with you. For sure. We're happy to get on any time. Hey, really thanks, appreciate. Roger. Thanks. Thanks, guys. All right, bye. Hey, and a very special thanks to Jeff Tibble from uh, Savannah Clovers for coming on the podcast with us and, and talking about all things Savannah Clovers, uh, whom CFC will be playing uh, this Saturday night at Finley Stadium. Uh, I had a great uh, had a great conversation with him. Uh, man, I tell you, Jim, you just don't see many guys that's got that, that uh, broad of experience over the U.S. soccer landscape. I mean, I felt like he could take all sides of the conspiracy theory. Yes, he could, and you know we we did as we always do. We, after after we turn the recorder off, we we talk a little bit, and and some of what we talked about after probably would have uh, would have made for good a uh, good part of the interview. I you know I should have spent more time looking into his in background than I would have. I you know I could have asked some more directed questions about his you know his experience, but. Um, I mean, we ain't got that much time tonight. He rattled that, that right there is a that's a that's a that's a podcast series in and of itself. From what it sounds like, we got to get that guy back on. And I mean, he yeah, he maybe in the off, off season when the when the slower. Yeah, I mean, he rattled off like every every checkbox, like some every MLS, heavy hitter in 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 U.S. soccer. Yeah, relevant sports. I mean, you know, he if he if he just worked for uh, the foundation and the women's team, he would have worked for like every part of all of the lawsuits that are happening <laughs> to be uh, to be fair we didn't ask about that no so that doesn't mean he didn't that's <laughs> true yeah so so basically i mean it sounds like savannah's got a good thing going down there and it'll be interesting to see like uh, the course of direction they take in the next few years as they they progress forward but it sounds like they got a good foundation uh it sounds like they have a they're, they're very patient which we we found to be key in these situations in growing these clubs so uh, it'll be great to see uh, uh, the turns they take as long as they make the turns we want them to. Yeah, I mean, I, again, I, I think they are. You know, the you know, I've talked to a couple of some some of our supporters, and uh, you know, they are a club that I think a lot of people are were happy to see be in the mix. Um, I think you know we we want we have wanted to play them uh, for a while, and so I think it's to have this cup come you know come up and and you know really like like he said it's a it's a win-win. It's a win for those those amateur clubs to give them some experience with 
you know, on the pitch with some professional players. And then the timing of it's just almost perfect for NISA clubs as a, you know, a warm up for the, the fall season. And, um, you know, I hope in the future that it turns into, like I said, a national tournament that, that clubs all across the country, uh, that kind of share an independent philosophy can, can join in and, um, and make it really something special. So it was the, it was the most exciting thing that came out of our post, um, by our post interview recording or post interview conversation that we had with Jeremy a couple months ago and to see it come to fruition. And, and, um, you know, I, I think it's exciting and ho- hopefully it'll, it will only grow and, and become more, uh, uh, more relevant in the landscape of American soccer. Hey, before we, uh, speaking of our fans, before we get out of here tonight, I'm, and, uh, and I'm sorry to be kind of short tonight. I am on vacation. And if you can hear anything in the background, that is the lapping of the Atlantic ocean waves. Uh, but just to touch base about about Saturday night, and uh, there was some uh, uh, social media posts about uh, Saturday night, past Saturday night against uh, who do we play last Saturday night? Uh, Georgia, Georgia it's, Revolution. Yeah, Georgia. Okay, the Georgia Revolution. There were some concerns about that being a closed match, and people saw fans in the stands, and and uh, there was it kind of went on and on, on on social media about you know there were fans in the stands, fans in the stands, so. I was there, and I can, you know, kind of tell you what I saw there. Now, you're, it's open. I mean, people saw the broadcast. You saw what you saw. I'm just speaking from my own experience about this. Uh, there were staff there, CFC staff, CFC board members, CFC board member families, and media. Outside of that, uh, and I guess the television production crew. Outside of that, I saw no one there. Uh, there was no one there that did not fit into one of those categories. Uh, everyone was required to wear a mask the entire time. And even if you were all sitting in a, a far corner of the stadium by yourself, you had to wear a mask. Uh, and you, you had to maintain uh, six feet distance. The one time I can tell you that I saw uh, a violation of the, six, of the six feet rule was at the end when uh, reporters from the local news station uh, were kind of crowded around uh, trying to interview players. The players did maintain six feet. The players stayed down on the field. The media was not allowed on the field. The media had to stand behind the wall and ask questions. So naturally, they sort of clamored together and got all their microphones right there together. They did keep wearing their masks, but they definitely violated the six feet rule. Uh, but I saw, you know, uh, countless things about, you know, I know there was fans there. I saw people there. We heard cheering. I can promise you that anything you heard on the camera was made, all that noise was made by less than 50 people in the entire stadium that fell under one of the previous categories that I, that I mentioned. Uh, now as to the perception on TV and what it looked like, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I can't, I, I watched it on mute the other morning because I don't want to wake my wife up as I watched it. I mean, maybe you can speak to what the production looked like, but I'm just telling you what I saw was there and Jeremy's more than welcome to come on the broadcast or on the podcast and, and uh, elaborate if anything is different than that or if anything will be different than that come uh, this Saturday night. And I will say this I did fire off an email to the club stating there were concerns about media being close together uh, during the interview process and they assured me that would be remedied this Saturday night. I was surprised. I mean, I, I will, I may have to admit that, you know, when I turned it on, I, I saw the, you know, I saw people there and I mean, again, I, I think I saw in, in camera shot when it first, 
when the camera first kind of um, was turned on the field, I think there may have been 15 people in the camera, you know, within the camera shot. So, but I, I was, I was kind of surprised to see really anybody there. I, you know, I, I do think, you know, I understand the concern. Um, you know, I, I think that if you watch, if you're watching any of the other, any of the other American soccer coverage, so whether that's WPSL, whether that's MLS or whether that's USL championship, uh, well, maybe let's throw out USL Championship because they they've got yeah. I started to say they had fans. That yeah, they've got hundreds of fans, if not thousands of fans, in the stands. So I'm going to throw them out se- separately because I, I you know let's let's just talk about MLS and W uh, in the um, NWSL. Um, you know, I would imagine that if you added up uh, the support people, the other people involved with the club, the production staff, other people that are affiliated with the clubs. I would imagine that similar types of people are at those matches too, even though they're closed door. Uh, and so I, absolutely, I, I, I think I do, it's nice to think otherwise. Yeah, I do think I, you know, I do think. Uh, I mean, I, you know, I think I, we, you and I texted back and forth a little bit, and I wonder how much of it was. This is the first match, and so the families would be there. I, you know, I, I understand why you would want why the why the uh, board members would want families there, and plus, you know, if family units are socially distanced, it's probably just as safe if they if they're living together is this not going to be a real problem but i certainly I, again i have to admit when the when the camera came on and i saw those people i was like okay that's not what i understood uh to happen you know you know we we got you know you and i got the same emails from from the club about about what what would be required i was a little disappointed that the media didn't bring you know, didn't bring booms so so they could they you know they could uh, be you know be distanced and still have the boom mics and still get the 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 coverage they want. I was I was a little disappointed in that, and hopefully, those are things that that the club will talk with media about, and, and maybe they'll be slightly better. But you know, I'm not you know I was not. I will say this: going into the stadium, you were required to answer about ten questions regarding uh, your personal health uh, at that moment, as well as you had to have your temperature taken. So I think the club did their due diligence. I think, once again, people kept mentioning perception. And if the perception was there were kids in, in view of the of the broadcast or, you know, there were people that were moving about freely or there were fans and you could hear cheering, then the perception is people were there. So the reality is people were there and it wasn't close. Uh, but I think also you have to understand also that it's uh, – the reality is, is these were staff, board members, their immediate family, and media. So the perception may be one thing, but like I said, that's who I saw and that's who was there. Uh, there were nobody, there was no one there that, fit, that did not fit that category of person. So you know, for one thing, for me, it's like I don't, I don't know what to tell a board member of the club. Uh, you know. They can't bring their family. I mean, that's that's kind of a tough one on me. Or to expect them not to, or basically expect them to do not to do whatever they want. So that's a, that's a tough one on me. Yeah, I understand, uh, but I, I also understand the the frustration. Um, you know, we're uh, the the you know, I guess yesterday. I mean, that to me that doesn't constitute the same thing as letting three thousand people come no. into the stadium and full game day operations and. That no. sort of thing, but hey, that's me. That's it me. Is we're not, all entitled to our opinion. Yeah, I mean, it is. It is. It, you know, to for someone then to 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 um, put 
uh, NISA in the same realm as what USL is doing, I think that's completely unfair. I mean, I, I think that's unnecessary. Um, you know, I, I, I think that I think that's unfair. NISA is not doing anything really different than what MLS and, and NWSL are doing. Um, I think USL is just doing something completely. I think that what they're doing is a little. Um, I, I, I just I wish they weren't doing that. Uh, I know that it's good for those supporters, but I, I just hope and pray that it doesn't really backfire on any of those communities. Um, Todd, I know you've sure. got to go. You're on vacation. Yeah, I do. Um, we, uh, we're going to have a, a, a match this weekend uh, against Savannah. And uh, I'm hoping for, you know, I know Jeff, you know, Jeff wants a Savannah draw or a win. Um, I'm hoping for a really good showing by the guys. Um, you know, the, they, they had 90 minutes on the pitch. They got some – hopefully they knocked some rust off and, you know, had a good week of training and we'll see some improvement uh, around different areas of the pitch. Um, hopefully the midfield will tighten up. Uh, we'll provide some more service to the guys up top and, and, and put some goals in. So I'm looking for a comfortable win, but, you know, I'm just uh, – again, it'll be nice to see the guys out there. I will just – I'm going to guess – I you know, this is completely guess on my part, guesswork on my part. I do not – I've not talked to anybody. I haven't said anything to anybody, and nobody said anything to me. But there we have three matches in this tournament, and we – I think – one of the players did confirm that we have a home away and a third kit. And so I'm just going to guess we saw the home kit, the first game, maybe we're going to see the away kit, the second game and the third kit at the third game. So maybe that's something to look forward to. I, I don't know anything, but I'm hoping that that's what we see. So we can see, uh, see some of the new kits out there on the guy's backs. So you got anything else? Nope, I got this one in four to nothing. You got four nothing. Four nil is your is your. Okay, I'll take yep. that. I'll take that right now. Based absolutely on nothing. <laughs> That's right. All right, all right, Todd. Well, you have fun down at the beach. Uh, go back and and uh, and and share share a drink with your lovely wife and, and 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 again, stay hydrated and wear sunscreen. Okay. All right, we'll do, man. All right, so we'll talk to everybody later after hopefully a, a, a nice victory from CFC over the Savannah Clovers. And with that, go CFC. Go Blues. Oh, Mr. Oliveira, what a cheeky goal. <laughs>